0: And now, for another installment of Stream Theory. Oh, hello, come in, won't you come in? Please, have a seat on the love seat, won't you? Yes, it is pure snake dragon leather. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you would like to try some of our chicken bat croutete?
1: (laughs) Oh, it's a chicken bat croutete, is a Dive for, D- dive for,
0: yes. <laughs> uh, 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 how did you did you find the immense planetary gravitational shift to your liking? Was it comfortable uh, your journey here? Yes, it was decent.
1: It was a bit disorienting. Said uh, slightly
0: nauseated, but it, all in all, it's decent. All in all, you can't ask for much. I mean, those heaves—am I right? At least they shield a little bit. But they really could include some sort of seat warmers or some.
1: Something. something. I either. I say this. It is good going in, and still very good going out.
0: Ah, oh. <laughs> <laughs> dear listener, with. Whatever that was, you know it could only be one thing.
1: Uh huh. What is it? Oh, it's stream theory. It's stream oh, theory. Oh, right. Yes, That's yes. Right. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. Fuck. Yeah. jeez, Yeah, I forgot for a second. Myself.
1: <sighs>
0: and so, if you're asking yourself right now, what the fuck are you saying? That's totally valid. Stream Theory, for those of you who uh, aren't uh, in the know, is essentially our little thing that we do here at Too Many Flicks, where we uh, examine one streaming property that you can find across a standard streaming platform, and uh, we tell you, like, a little bit about it if you're interested. Uh, And the way that we do that is through our patented sort of Too Many Flicks review technology. We do the good, the bad, and ultimately the remake, because we know Hollywood will always recycle these stories somewhere down the line. After we have examined thoroughly these three key components of any any good story, mm. um, we go ahead and we assign some value. And how do we do that? We do it with a rating system. Uh, ben, do you want to tell the folks about the rating system? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, the
1: rating system. All right, they, this is it. The rating system. All right. So top top of the rating system is a must watch. That's self explanatory. It means stop what you're doing right now. I don't care if it is beneficial for your health. Just stop it. Stop. And, and watch this movie right now after that, it is a tier below which is put it on the list you don't gotta watch it right now but you should watch it you know before you kick the bucket um <laughs> it's got put really it on leap. the bucket list yeah put it on the bucket list um and the middle of the ground here is something in the background it's decent you know you can put it on the background where you clean or you know um, do your taxes. I don't know, I don't know what you do. Do whatever. And then a tier below that we have, I would rather. You would choose something you would rather do than to watch this piece of cinema. Cinema being a strong word for whatever you just watched. <laughs> um, and then the lowest of the low, the bottom of the barrel is, well, it's the kissing booth. Initially it was yeah. Artemis Fowl, spelled, you know, the foul way as opposed to the bird. Um, because that movie is absolutely, just, it's just trash. It's absolutely trash. And it's one of the first things we reviewed in this separate segment of Stream Theory. Um, however, like Ian so elegantly states, each week and week out, when you find the bottom of the barrel, you gotta, you gotta create a new barrel. I think, I don't gotta. know, That this feel like bigger. this is... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, <laughs>
0: um, We got to keep reaching to new depths. New depths. That's right. Got to grab underneath it. <laughs> get, Just get to that depth.
1: All right. And those, that's the rating system. I, my first time doing it, I think I did okay, y'all. Yeah, but that's the rating it. system. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was hot. Yeah, yeah. No, no, thank you. Well, uh, let's introduce ourselves first, too, for the people who oh, have Oh, sure.
0: It. We should. Yeah, we. Uh, hey, Ian. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm Ben, y'all. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was fun. We did that, too. And now you know, now you're in the know on what this venture that we are setting forth to do today. Uh, ben, yes. I, I got to know, I, my my heart is palpitating here. What are we talking about today? I'm glad you asked. And it's something that a lot of people didn't know that they didn't want. Um <laughs> Oh, good. Yes, yeah. that's very accurate. I just, <laughs> what what is it?
1: It's Godzilla versus Kong. Oh uh,
0: shit! That's all right. All these
1: years, we finally get these two monsters who don't live in the same universe fighting each other for reasons. Um, <laughs> this <laughs> came out March the thirty first, which is like a week ago, and it's um, this year, and it's on HBO Max. It might be in some theaters actually it Maybe. is currently okay. it's currently it's, it's also in some theaters um make sure you're vaccinated and you wear a mask when you go to these things and when you wash your hands um mm-hmm. uh, but uh yeah so anyway it's directed by adam wingard and the cinematography is by ben Serezin. and it's starring millie bobby brown alexander skarsgård the one who was blessed with the good genes um <laughs> rebecca good, hall good uh julian denison brian tyree henry uh, Isa Gonzalez and Kyle Chandler. Film editing by Josh Schafer and the story is by Terry Rossio, Michael Doherty, and Zach Shields. Screenplay by Eric Pearson and Max Bernstein. The music, as forgettable as it is, is by Junkie XL, which is a disappointment because hit or miss, this is definitely a miss. Anyway, we'll get into that. But I do want to run down some box office stuff here because it's a big blockbuster with a lot of visual effects. So their budget was $200 million, estimated. Probably a little, I would say probably a tad bit more. Um, opening weekend in the U.S., it received $11, um dollars So, you know... And as for the fourth of April, and that's for as for the fourth of April, two thousand twenty-one. So that is this week. Um, and gross U.S. the gross U.S. is forty-eight million dollars and five hundred. Cumulative worldwide gross is two hundred and eighty-five million dollars. Um, if you round up, it's like two hundred um, and eighty-six. So they did make get. their money back. They did, and it's still going. So they probably are going to be justified, if they think, for another movie. Anyway, let's get into the synopsis here. The epic next chapter in the cinematic MonsterVerse pits two of the greatest icons in motion picture history against one another. The fearsome Godzilla and the mighty Kong, with humanity caught in the balance. Well, see, now the intern just did their job really well here. They must really love themselves some Godzilla (laughs) and Kong. Yeah, you got to write to the brass tacks. Also, the movie isn't that complicated. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty easy. Um, Here, I'll do a synopsis myself. Two big fucking poorly rendered CGI monsters fight each other. And there's a lot of property damage. The whole city of New York is pretty much radiation ground zero. And most people will die of terrible, terrible illnesses um, and uh, cancers. That's uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Oh, and there's a robot. There's a robot. There's a robot Godzilla in this, Mecha Godzilla. Uh, fuck the spoilers. Anyway, let's get into good yeah, and bad. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, we actually we kind of called this back when we we did, did this we? trailer for Trailer versus Trailer. We said like they are going to in the end have to team up and fight like a third party that comes along and makes them see that they like need to be friends, not enemies. And so yeah, like if you all didn't see that one coming. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the only
1: way this can go. No, none of them were gonna die. I, yeah, I'm sorry, guys. I, it's a big fucking blockbuster. It's King Kong and and fucking Godzilla. Uh, if you're like, oh, I can't believe you spoiled it. Be like, come on, relax. Uh, <laughs> you want to get in this good, good or bad? You, you who you want to, you want to, you want to start? I'll, I'll start. Right, cause yeah, I'm get like, in here
0: real quick. which you got? i wired.
1: Um, I do like the fact that there was a definitive winner. There was a decisive winner. Pardon.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Godzilla done fucked him up. Yeah. And he fucked him up a good couple of times. Um, Which makes me think that I can get into the, I'll get into the bad about this. Um, this is like a very like petty nerdy pushes glasses on bridge of nose, uh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm bad, so we'll get into that later. But I do like the fact that they went there. They were like, no, there's a definitive and a, and, and, and a decisive winner here. Um, it's very clear who is the king of monsters. Um, and that was cool. I liked that. You know, I thought it was going to be a draw. They didn't go that route. So good on them. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> that's my that's a, good.
0: That's a valid good. Mm-hmm. I, uh, So I actually have a good here. Okay. And that is uh the character of Gia and the actress that played her, uh Kaylee Hoddle. Yeah, uh, she's, good, yeah. she's a, a young uh performer who is actually uh at least hard of hearing, if not if not deaf. I need to double check that. But um she really added a human element to the story that mm. like I'm not going to sit here and say was fully realized or fleshed out, but like the few times, uh, so she is, uh, all deaf just Mm -hmm. to, just to verify that, which is awesome. Um, and the fact that like her character actually mattered in this story was fucking rad. Mm -hmm. Uh, on top of that, like, she's just really good. Here is Mm -hmm. a young child that was acting with a blue wall Mm-hmm. Yeah, like and one James of the call. most touching scenes is when she uh, goes to Kong's side on that aircraft carrier.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Really, really great performance. Really, really cool character. It's a shame that it, it was, uh, in a movie where the humans don't really matter to much consequence, but it's still rad that I, I was, I was, uh, anytime that her and Kong and also, uh, Rebecca Hall, who I guess I'll just tack on, uh, gives a performance that is you know good but again like the humans don't fucking matter in this so her and gia and just their sort of relationship to kong and the story as a whole like i i enjoyed both of those gia uh excuse me uh kaylee Hoddle playing gia was the standout performance for me though
1: Mm. yeah okay i agree that's that's a very valid point my friend because that's um, that's what yeah that's mm-hmm. what
0: surprised me just a little bit was like i'm not going to bury the lead on this folks like as as a godzilla fan i think this is very just like fine in terms of things like there's a little there's a few contrivances that like irritate me but we're not in that section right now mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, uh... you're not crazy about this film if you can't tell <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that's that was the that was the point of that whole thing. Yeah, we're not we're not crazy, but there um, are standout moments, and that was one.
1: Yeah, D- despite not being crazy about it, it's a pretty fun film. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of fun moments. There are a lot of fun moments. There's really there's some really beautifully shot moments and CGI rendered moments, via via v- um, FX. Um,
0: that would there be is something perti- yeah, there are some sequences yeah. that look really fucking rad. Do you have one in particular that's still yeah, so you? Because um, I can think of a few too.
1: There's a moment where they they enter like the hollow world um aspect, which is I think new. First time I think we're seeing it here in the in the franchise. I haven't watched King Kong versus uh King of Monsters yet, which is something we'll get into later. But I did really enjoy that the the them entering that space. It's really cool. It's really pretty, actually. And I was I was like, oh, this is nice. This is nice. The first time I watched it, um, because I had to watch it a couple of times because I've fallen asleep. Um, not because the movie was necessarily boring. It's just I was tired. Um, anyway, I woke up and I was like, oh, I was like, oh shit, where am I? Oh, this is beautiful. I love this.
0: This <laughs> is like right at that moment in that sequence um the design for hollow earth is overall pretty fucking cool yeah it is very cool yeah and like um, there's a mm -hmm. whole uh sorry i was doing research to discover when hollow earth was introduced to the monster verse and it was 2019's king of the monsters oh it was so this is like this is like a new addition to the canon this was this was universal being like how do we explain many monsters and many more to come
1: Mm mm-hmm yeah.
0: transportation through uh it's a gravitational pull equal to uh earth's mass or something and somehow like it you go through it and you end up in a second world inside of earth wow yeah that's yep yep good, i didn't good mean to derail you your point i didn't mean to derail your point you were saying Oh no you didn't derail you my point that, at all that dude, sequence cause... beautiful you didn't derail my point at all. It addressed me. Okay. <laughs> me. You
1: good. You good. Uh, yeah, no, the sequence is beautiful. That's what that stood out to be. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, I really, that's my, my second good. And yeah. uh, just to piggyback off of mm-hmm. that, I think as de- like as much as this reeks of desperation for Universal to be like, what is a popular blockbuster thing for us? And how mm-hmm. do we justify... Uh, future adventures and da da da. Like as as desperate as it all seems, I can appreciate that they're taking the time to try to do it. And I do want to see uh, Kong explore more of that because when he was like coming back to that sort of uh monument temple, there is some sort of structure in hollow earth that they visit. And very clearly like there is a larger race that Kong is from like that sort of stuff. Like this film stands so close to being fucking rad Mm -hmm. because there Mm -hmm. are so many cool elements in here. And at two and a half hours or like two ish hours, I understand why they didn't flesh all of it out. Hour 53 Mm -hmm. minutes, excuse me. But there are so many cool pieces here that are just like, they're very flat. Like there's not a lot of dimensionality in the story. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And so uh, we are in the goods. Do we have, can we, can we collectively together get like squeeze out one more good from this film?
1: I think so. I think we can. I, th- I think we can. Um, I will say this. This is not, this is like a, a half point up, point five. Uh, I do like the writing that you gave to Brian Tyree Henry's character. He's Some a lot of fun. He's pretty clever. He's a lot yeah. of fun. All right. That's it. <laughs> he has, a, he has one line where uh, the big bad is given a speech and the big bad just is disposed of. And he's like, right, man, I really want to hear the rest of that
0: speech. And I was like, that is hilarious. <laughs> I, there liked, you go. I liked that. Um, I, I'll say this, too. Um, I like the color palette that they use in this. Yeah. I um, there's a lot of blue and like violet, like blue and like purple. Mm -hmm. And those are just two colors that I really love. And it was a refreshing change from like the blue and orange that is so often used in blockbuster type stuff. That's Mm. there. That's there. Don't get me wrong. But the whole Hong Kong sequence at night when they are like squaring up to like fight and like there's just like blue in one side of the screen and this violet purple in the other. It I appreciated it. It felt it had a cool look to it even I if it agree. wasn't perfectly rendered. I
1: agree. It did have a cool look to it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I liked it a, that part and that aspect a lot. And I would say, you know, the filmmakers made a competent film. It, it is. Awesome. It is,
0: by and large, a competent film. By the numbers. It's pretty much
1: by the numbers. It's like, okay, here it is. Um, all right, well, with that, I think we can get into the bad.
0: <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to go first? Go ahead. Yeah, all right. Fine. Yeah, because, yeah. like, hey, I've watched this movie at least two times. I still can't tell you why they want to, what they want King Kong to do at the start of the film. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. I do get it, but I don't. You know, like, I get they're like, we need to get him to Hollow Earth to see if he can find other titans to help us da 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 like or like we need to move him so that godzilla don't come and fuck with him like which but then godzilla let's move went. him across the ocean like right. which is yeah. like godzilla's yeah. fucking deal like
1: godzilla didn't even care about king kong that's it
0: yeah yeah the, them fighting was completely contrived it, I, it, it, I did it not it was care. contrived because he he does care for whatever reason he does attack them on that sea voyage he
1: does. He, he does care. I'm talking about before he even arrived, and the reason hmm. is like, what? What
0: is he like? He really hates the fact that he can sense that there, there's another alpha or another big like titan creature. There are things yeah, called but, titans, dear listener, right. and there are uh, many of them. It's how they justify the existence of these creatures, I guess. Was but wasn't he like particularly targeting
1: the the facility for reasons?
0: He targeted a, the facility. Um, and I think people mistakenly. So okay, this is great because you're helping me kind of understand now to right. a degree what this movie was even. fucking <laughs> This is a about. problem that we have to go through. This like this is, a problem. Uh, and I'm sure that there's many people who got it on the first go. Congratulations! There, I look forward to you justifying in the comments the rest of this movie's problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so he attacks the Apex facility. Mm-hmm. Brian Tyree Henry sees a big old orb thing that he somehow identifies as an eye. Like, I had no idea that that was an eye. Like, that could have been a core. That could have been, a like, a... Mm-hmm. Godzilla attacks this Apex facility. Everybody, I guess, thinks that he's looking for King Kong? Mm-hmm. Well, no, because everybody sort of says, like, we don't know why he's attacking humans now. Like, we thought he was friendly. Um, mm-hmm. So fuck. I I don't even know if this movie knows why Godzilla attacked the facility, but purportedly it is because he was upset about the Mecha Godzilla that was being made. Mm-hmm. And then somehow with
1: the arrival of King Kong, kind of like best, he's like, oh,
0: Alpha Alpha, there's a lot of things being done, and he just kind of goes pissy. That's I mean that's definitely what they make it seem like. To my recollection, is like, yeah, they're like he's he's mad that there's another like. Threat, I guess. And now that we have Kong out in the open, like he's gonna come find him. But then I don't know, man.
1: This is like, oh, maybe this is the threat that I was sensing, as opposed to the ape. Uh, yeah, it's it's again, it shouldn't be this hard to figure out why they're fighting in the first place. Yeah, it's like, like, dude. Okay, so here's uh, to tack onto this bad. Yeah, uh it's gonna be my bad. Please. This bad, just I think helps your bad and um the the fact that they only had one uh king kong movie i think hurts this this Mm. movie because they had what what,
0: three godzilla movies before if i'm not mistaken there was godzilla 2014 let's see actually this is good maybe two maybe they did have two yeah so this this american franchise like there have been other japanese based godzilla films but it does Mm -hmm. look like to my the best of my knowledge right now we had two Godzilla movies one King Kong movie and now this showdown okay yeah
1: it, and also the the which King, Kong Skull Island was actually pretty okay none of you saw it like it was I was like oh this is decent um but like the thing about Kong Skull Island is that it's a it's a piece that takes place in the 60 late 60s and 70s around the Vietnam war mm. so Like, I guess we need to watch Godzilla, King of Monsters, because I'm not really getting the fact of Kong coming to New York. And I think you shouldn't have to watch, with a movie, with a franchise like this, personally, I don't think you should have to watch them all. I think you should get, you should be able to get, like, a few Easter eggs, like, oh, you remember this happening and blah, 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 like, for a few people who have been following. Mm. But it's not that deep. This is not the MCU, all right? And it's not going to be that, so it shouldn't always the cognitive tissue shouldn't be there because what you end up running the risk of is not telling full stories of each, um, which is very much feels like it's. I needed to watch Godzilla, King of Monsters before I watched this because they just start you off and like, I have I don't really know what's going on. It's not hard to follow once you get there, but it's like, huh? How do we get there? Why is Kong coming? Oh, okay. What what happened? Why is okay? <laughs> Just is a lot of that in like the first 10 minutes uh more like five but they, yeah, I, they I, drop I you right into it they really drops do. you right in i think king kong would have it would serve them to have a, another kong movie and that leads me to another point not the, the same point no the same point uh, that leads me to say i think the writers really love themselves from godzilla and not so much king kong <laughs> and i feel like mm. they were forced to put kong in this movie it's just something about it just feels like they didn't really care for Kong too, too much. Um, that's fine. You, you have your preference, but just the fighting and, like, the fact that you only got one movie and the movie is, like, takes place decades before any of this shit happens. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and so you brought up Kong Skull Island, which I appreciate because some of the discourse that I've seen as someone Mm -hmm. who has not watched Kong Skull Island is that uh, a huge difference between these two films that really stuck out for folks was that Skull Island had a little bit of self-awareness for what Mm -hmm. it was. You know, Mm -hmm. like the characters were big and goofy and over the top from what I understand. And Mm. then like... Godzilla versus King Kong kind of got rid of those colorful characters and have just, like, super grounded, serious... Like, there's a hint of that in Brian Tyree Henry's character. A hint. hmm But he is the only sort of larger-than-life character in this. Like, yo, I didn't even know that was Alexander Skarsgård. And mm-hmm. he's, like, the main white dude in the film. Yeah. Like... I yeah. watched this and I couldn't even remember his name until I pulled up the IMDb thing. Like, the humans in this are not interesting in any way. I know I know the little girl that can talk with Kong, Gia, and I know Rebecca Hall. And I didn't even know her name was Eileen until I just looked right now. Yeah, there's no one that stands out. And this movie desperately
1: needed a 90s treatment to it, honestly. This movie thinks is smarter than it is. And I don't think it thinks it's like super intelligent. I don't. I know. I think they. Do understand that it's a big, big fucking monsters fighting each other? Because you could tell with the the Mechagodzilla and that fight between the Kong mm. and, and Godzilla. But I think it could have been. I think it could have been sillier. I think they had a lot more room for it to be completely bonkers, and they just wouldn't go there. And I'm Definitely. just like, you you need to. And in a movie like this, you just gotta. It has to be ridiculous. Don't be serious, because if you're trying to be serious with us, uh, it's just going to end up being ridiculous for the wrong reasons. Yes. You want it to be ridiculous for the right reasons.
0: (laughs) And so I think you've helped me stumble on to another major issue that I took with this film, which is Mm. it is a film of convenient circumstances. Mm -hmm. A lot of times characters can just get where they need to go because the story is happening there. Mm. Uh, Namely... Like, the first time Brian Tyree Henry slips through a mega-major corporation security door, like, Mm -hmm. it's fine, it's in the middle of a crisis, and it's, it's like, kind of understandable. When he subsequently does it with two children, like, two more times, Mm -hmm. it starts to just feel like lazy writing. It starts to feel Mm -hmm. like, oh, we need to get them to fucking Hong Kong somehow. Okay, great. No one ever guards the doors, ever in this billion-dollar company that is building a giant Tyrannosaurus robot. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, that's fine. Like, again, I accept... A, I I try my best to not be super nitpicky with plot stuff like this, but at a certain point, it does start to feel like lazy writing. It's, like, the same yeah. way that, like, oh, we need... Like, it, it is a story of circumstance and convenience. We need... To find a reason to get King Kong across the ocean. Uh I don't know. Godzilla's coming for him. Okay, let's put him in the water, I guess. Mm-hmm. Great. And then they get to fight. Cool. And then they escape, and then like, you know, like they need to have someone from the story see the demonstration of the giant mecha for the reveal. Great. They accident like there's it's just <sighs> And I think that yeah. that's 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 just a what you it ties into what you were saying, where it's just like, at a certain point, if you're not gonna go big and goofy all the way, those little things start to stick out and become the ridiculous funny things, even though they are very much not meant to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You could still have an element of like, oh shit, this is happening, like you know, but like, I think also I think the point, another point that I'm trying to get at is I think it might be too much exposition you know mm. I, I really do for two fucking monsters fighting each other i don't care about why, why we why we're necessarily like i i want a clean okay let's be fair i want a clean reason i want it to not be contrived i want this to be like they have to fight each other not oh they just so happen to fight each other like mm-hmm. they, they must fight they have to it's it is a matter, and you can feel that tension. The tension has to build. The tension never builds to them fighting for me in this. It's like all of a sudden, they're fighting. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I need the tension. I want, at the at a certain point, it's almost like Endgame, right? At the end when, you know, there's so much tension built. Also, the fact that they had several movies beforehand, so they had that tension build. But still, you can do that with, with a short amount of time. Theory.
0: There are plenty of scripts in movies that do.
1: Yes, you, that into, you want to be salivating at the the thought of them kicking Thanos's ass finally, and when Cap says, "Here's a fucking Sam," like, "Hey, we're on your right," or whatever, it's a uh, element of a catharsis and energy that just erupts where you. Like, fuck yeah, that's the, what you need to feel when Kong and Godzilla are fighting. Like, Holy shit, it's about to go down, mm-hmm. you know, like a fucking pay per view fight. Like, that, but you don't. It's very, it's a very flaccid. Okay okay you're giving us exposition as to because you don't believe in it the the extra exposition is because you don't believe in their fight as writers Mm. you don't
0: (laughs) you don't yeah and you gotta buy into it you don't believe in the reasons that they're fighting so you take excess time to be like and here's a bunch of a bunch of like mathematic equations that tell us like yes they must (laughs) fight yeah right yeah you have to keep telling us
1: it well, can only be one alpha? Like eh, you don't gotta keep telling me that. <laughs> and as you, <laughs> yeah, as you, yeah, as right. you
0: said, with all this like exposition, like this, this script also takes time to set up elements of the human world that really are of no consequence. There's a really funny article out there, actually. Um, uh, it is on Gizmodo mm-hmm. by Germaine Lucier, uh, and it is called. Godzilla versus Kong's humans ranked by usefulness. <laughs> and like <laughs> it makes the very salient point. Cause like we get we get Mark Russ, uh, we get Kyle Chandler in this, right? hmm Mm-hmm. He exists purely to have Millie Bobby Brown in this film and seemingly to remind us that there was a Godzilla movie before this that is somehow important. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, we see him. And then he just doesn't fucking matter. Like, all, like, he's, like, I don't know. There there are so many characters in this that are just, like, hey, here's, like, the human world and the human world grappling with the existence of these titans. Like, how do we form policy? How do we, like, help and affect those who uh, have been victim to the catastrophes of these massive uh, creature battles? Like, we're gonna introduce all of these questions and thoughts into the into the universe that are way more interesting than the contrived fight that we have happening, and then just not even think about them. Yeah, and
1: then you gotta squeeze in the fucking Mecha Godzilla. We need a fucking yep. reason why they stop fighting.
0: Well, actually, and can we say the Mecha Godzilla's design? Yeah, fucking lame. Dope. Oh, I I didn't like it. Like it.
1: <laughs> I like it. I'm not gonna lie, dude. Hold
0: on. That's so funny. Lame like i don't blame
1: oh shit no no no. i i I (sighs) like
0: i like the design of like its attacks its abilities when i was Uh, watching it that's
1: probably it for me too
0: when i was watching it in the in the film like it looks like way too skinny like and like not that i agree with yes it almost looks like a fucking hybrid of a person i guess it is kind of weird now i think about now i'm looking at it (laughs) yeah if you look up like actual like photos of it it just doesn't look badass on its own it looks like kind of dinky in comparison to godzilla who like and i get it they wanted to differentiate that it's like a leaner faster version of godzilla because godzilla godzilla's been thick in these american remakes Mm. uh so i understand how they wanted to differentiate that but like yeah, in my opinion, it just ended up looking kind of dinky.
1: Yeah. Also, I think Mechagodzilla just needs its its own movie, by the way, um, just to kind of throw it away. Like Mechagodzilla is pretty important, <laughs> pretty important character in the lore, from what I can understand. And for mm. you to just be like, "Oh yeah, they here's a uh, here's a reason for you to fight. Here's a cop out. Fight, fight this guy." Like what? <laughs> you know what? A bet Okay, I got a reboot. I got a reboot idea, but uh, we'll get to that later. I, I think what it is is I do like its moveset and not necessarily the design. Now that I'm looking at the design, it is a little weird. I would like a little bit more thickness. Just a little bit more thickness. Because I and did... Maybe like a black hole Yeah, functionally
0: I agree. Like, it does some functionally dope shit in the fight. Mm-hmm. But, like, as a general look, like, as a silhouette of this creature, like, if I just look at a drawing of it, it's like... Not very compelling to me. It kind of sits at a weird angle. Its body Mm -hmm. looks kind of just rinky-dink. Yeah. Looks like it's almost cheaply made. Exactly. Like, here, look at this. This shit looks raw as hell. Hold on. Let me... I'm going to post this in chat. Dear listener, this is going to be real compelling for you, huh? But... (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, We'll we'll post a link, too, in the description. There we go, yeah. I'll be sure to save the image (laughs) and upload it for us. Like that, Let me take a look at this bad or that. Who are you going to yeah, be scared of? Uh, you put it in Facebook chat or the. Uh... Uh, I sent it to you via text. Okay, gotcha. No, Here, this is probably more accurate. There we go. <laughs> yeah,
1: though.
0: No. Yeah, also, some of
1: the red, I think they may have gone a little too heavy on the red as well. A little it's bit. Very, it looks kind of like a toy. Even though I think this, these are like action figures, but like still.
0: But even action figure it number look... one looks way more threatening, right? <laughs> like, yeah.
1: Way more threatening. And
0: part of that is how it stands and all this. Like, this fucking weirdo Mecha Godzilla, it stands like Trump. It stands like Donald Trump does when he's doing the <laughs> press does, briefings. And he's like leaning way too far over his oh, center of God. gravity.
1: No. Why? <laughs> Not every time I see this movie, I'm be like. Oh, <laughs> it's huge! I'm a new. uh
0: I'm taking out Godzilla. Okay. I just and King Kong in New York. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, so that 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 it, that was sort of detracting for me. Was like when I finally saw it in action, in like the full fight, I was like, oh, this shit looks silly as hell. <laughs> yeah, no, it. uh oh geez yeah this
1: uh, this movie's about oh also the soundtrack we talked about this off air oh yeah it's not memorable at all
0: yeah it, at all i can't tell you a single thing that happened uh, music wise in this film that stood out that's been a problem throughout the whole franchise though sure of
1: like, course this whole monster verse godzilla needs its own song that needs to be distinctive clear You know when Godzilla's coming up out of that fucking water because I feel like it needs to be beautiful, orchestral, bombastic. Mm -hmm. It's Godzilla, you know? Maybe even with a hint of some, it'd be great, some uh, original Japanese uh, instruments too, just to kind of infuse Mm. in that to really, one, appreciate where you got the source from. And also too, just I think it just sounds better. And you just, a clear distinction between Godzilla and King Kong. And any of the monsters that they face. And you should be able to go on a soundtrack or on Tidal or Spotify or wherever you get your music from. And be like, that's fucking Godzilla's music. Mm -hmm. I
0: know that. That's his theme. I recognize that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: As distinctive as Jaws. And you don't get that at all.
0: It's sad. Because that sort of thing is such a huge part of any presence in film. Like, Mm -hmm. Music is the last thing we think about, but the first thing we realize or recognize when we're watching that sort of stuff. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a moment where it really stood out to me just how unforgettable this all was. And it was unforgettable. And <laughs> fuck, did I say unforgettable? Yeah, you did. That's so it. easy.
1: You blame Nat King
0: Cole. God damn it, Nat! Thanks, Nat. You're, thanks. Your silky voice, motherfucker. No, but thank you, Nat. Truly, thank you. No, but, but thanks, really, Nat. <laughs> um, no, I it, I knew this music was forgettable when, uh, it's when Godzilla and King Kong are like face to face and they're like beating him into the ground and like mm-hmm. it is like the height, the climax of the fight. And the music is just like or some shit. And I was like, what, what is this? Like, what am I supposed to be? Like, there's, it is just a nothing burger. The whole. Drop the ball. Yeah.
1: This whole movie is just, is this like a disappointment? This is supposed to be epic, right? You're supposed to be silly, epic, mind numbing. You don't even have to think about much. They're fighting. I want, the first of all, I'm really kind of mad that we don't get a a prelude, a, a small clip, at the beginning of the movie, right? Maybe it's a slight recap of what happened last time, or um, what's about to ha- transpire, or King Kong coming to New York. And then you give us the title card. And then you give us BOOM BOOM! And that's when you give us the, the music for Kid, Go- Godzilla and King Kong as the title card pushes in. They might have done that? I don't think so. I don't remember. No, so I this pre-
0: film actually starts mm-hmm. off uh and I didn't dislike the way that it starts off, but it starts mm-hmm. off uh introducing Kong and his relationship mm-hmm. to Gia. She's making the That's uh cool. the doll of King Kong and she she runs up to him. This film, I'll say this. While I, I hate how many elements it introduces and then just dismisses out of convenience or like, you know, the need for I don't know, whatever. This film is really tightly paced in terms of, like, okay, like, yes, we have this contrived explanation we need to get across. Here are all the pieces in a very economical way. Uh, yeah, and so no, this it's, film. It's complicated. Yeah. yeah, so the film starts off with Kong. In his enclosure, uh, we see his relationship with Gia. She presents him with uh-huh. the doll. We also see a, a little hidden camera that's, like, built into the trees so that we get a, a little foreshadowing as Kong builds a spear from a tree and pierces the dome that is his holographic containment center.
1: Mm. Okay, cool, 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 I would have liked maybe that and then cut to title card. It, again, this is made pretty well, but with that cut to title card and push in of the of the title you are able then to establish like some really cool music elements. You you cut everything out and it's just title card and then you hear this theme the themes. The theme for these two this movie. For these two fighting each other. Like uh, like almost a Star Wars movie or like any other like uh, I think Marvel does this a few times too where you just kinda have that cold open or more of a warm open because they can't do cold opens. <laughs> sure. But it's just like push, 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 and boom, 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 like, Oh, it's such a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's just, guys, we needed a kick-ass theme. We needed it so badly. <sighs> I don't think Godzilla's ever had a really kick-ass theme either. It's just like, why can't they see that? Why can't they see what they have on their hands here and the ridiculousness of it, while at the same time knowing that in order to imprint uh, the memory of Godzilla, which is completely forgotten about as soon as these movies are over with. I completely forgot this movie was happening until maybe a month ago. I was like, oh yeah, until we do, I'm like, yeah, that's right, this movie's coming up. Mm -hmm. But with that imprinted song and that soundtrack and that score to correlate with it, then you get it amped, I don't know. I can talk about this all over and over again because I really love scores and and music and how they become a character in in, in movies. is there any other bad man? <laughs>
0: I mean plenty. Yes. Right. But I feel like we've sort of covered the main tent poles of, right. f- of what makes this film competent but not engaging. So like let's let's think about if we are tasked with remaking this, how do we do that? How do we shape this up in such a way that it it, it feels uh fresh and, and okay. invigorating? Let's paint the picture.
1: So we're in the boardroom. We're writing group F. Okay. Because there's several writing groups, mm-hmm. huh? Mm-hmm. Um, they're cutting down the budget. They're like, "Hey, look, we can't afford all these people to write on it. Um, we need you two and and Matt to. We need you three to, to to start writing this movie for real, for real. Like this is your movie, but we won't tell anybody yet. Sure. Because we're a shady corporation. Okay, cool. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cool, 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 cool. Cool. All right. Um, do you have um? Any booze that we can drink, maybe some illicit drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take it all night. You'll be here for a week. Figure it out. Okay, cool. Great, 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 great. Now we're sweaty, we're gross, we're in our dress clothes, work clothes. All right, cool. Uh, ben says, first of all, no Mecha Godzilla in this. Mm. Mecha Godzilla is is the Stinger. Mm. Don't need a Mecha Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla should be his own thing, and should only fight Godzilla. Personally, you these two fight each other, and what stops them is the little girl. Right, See somehow, maybe she gets hurt. Maybe she gets in between them. Mm. Maybe, you know, um, right before the, the killing blow, she's there and she cries and Kong looks at her and then looks at Godzilla and's like, no, I'm not going to do this. You know, throughout the movie, she finally starts to get, mm-hmm. oh, this may not be. And then you have that emotional crux there. Ian,
0: well, I how love do you like it? And, and you I yeah. love that because mm-hmm. now the fight is personal. Now mm-hmm. the fight isn't mm-hmm. just two fucking doofuses in a bar who can't stand that they both bench press 255
1: <laughs> It's just pretty much you know, what this movie is. It's pretty
0: much what <laughs> yeah. it is. It's just a fucking mm-hmm. bar brawl with two inconsiderate bros who are, like, mm-hmm. wrecking the bar <laughs> and costing people not just trillions of dollars, but lives. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, kaiju movie, you kind of understand from the promise of the genre we're putting all of that aside Mm -hmm. But that makes the fight personal if Gia is instrumental in highlighting for Kong and Godzilla. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, y'all sort of set out in your own ways to, in your past appearances, canonically protect human life. Loosely, Godzilla's is seemingly much more tied to like pride and, and shit like that. But also like, actively Mm -hmm. protecting human life at times from existential monster threats. Mm -hmm. This way, the heart and emotional core that they want the story to be between Gia and Kong is there, and it matters in this fight. If she is, like, there and, like, I don't know if it is Kong or Godzilla, but they somehow recognize the error in their ways in that moment, is it more challenging from, like, pleasing the fans' perspective probably is it a better story absolutely i love this that's and such you, a good idea you can you get,
1: godzilla can also like so you we, we see maybe there's three parts of fight or three fights in general sure That way you can still get the
0: beginning middle the and tie, end you get your yeah
1: yeah yeah one in one out um but godzilla can notice how she's able to communicate with one of the what the titan she's commuted. she's mm. talking to kong and she's like oh what is this, this is interesting like he get yeah you know godzilla can peep it for a little bit and it's like it's weird Mm -hmm. and continue to fight because pride and everything and then we see kong down and we see maybe either kong down or godzilla down um and we see just her crying and just like trying to help kong and godzilla's like oh shit, man i feel like a dick now my bad and that's the crux that's the that's the. it's like okay cool and then we learn that maybe Godzilla was manipulated somehow or whatever we need to do to make
0: it sympathetic to the audience so, yeah. and da, da, da. absolutely yeah but I think that oh. you've already solved a huge problem which is like the fight just happens and there's no actual emotional stakes in it outside of like the two fan bases like you know pride and wanting to see their team win there's no actual mm-hmm. emotional gravity there but Through Gia, and I think this is great too, Godzilla observing Gia, communicating with Kong, like, what is this? This isn't just another stupid, vicious monster. This is another monster who cares for these strange little ant-like things in its own way. They both learn something, yeah.
1: And that could be... Something in the hollow earth that they need, maybe some type of MacGuffin, I don't know, that they need, like, it may be just that time of, um, it, once in millennia, a king must be crowned, or some fucking shit, mm. and it's been a long time, and now they, their innate um, senses are kicking in, and they must fight, and he's he's. once you get close to that area, you start to feel an overwhelming sense of... um Oh, what do you call it, hormones or pheromones or whatever start to just yeah, the urge. kick in for Kong because he's around that area. And then Godzilla also feels it because once in millennia, maybe it's a full moon or some type of red moon or something. And the only thing that can cut through them is a girl. Um, what else am I going to say here? Oh, yes, make it silly. So that means if yep. you make it even sillier, more comedy, just a tad bit more comedy, um, That those moments will really stick out. Those moments will stick out.
0: And that is already so much more interesting than what we have going on in this original text because what I also love about that edition, with, you know, like whatever sort of cosmic MacGuffin is happening that forces these monsters to collide, uh, Mm -hmm. there's this theme of like tradition. Like, well, it's happened Mm -hmm. every millennia. So like naturally, like this needs to happen. And then Mm -hmm. it is these two individuals who hold all the power uh, and believe that because of this old tradition or whatever astrological MacGuffin, whatever the fuck is happening, that they need to fight and one needs to come out on top, it forces them to examine Buck against that tradition. Mm-hmm. Like this is already such a thematically stronger film. I fucking love this. Yeah, also, by the way, they could foreshadow that that
1: that that McGuffin. Through the entire franchise. Through
0: the entire franchise. And then, like you said, we get the stinger of Mecha Godzilla. Like, they've put aside their differences. Do a fucking... Hey, do an Infinity War ending. Like, where they finally Mm -hmm. realize that they shouldn't be fighting each other. And they're about to separate. And that is when you introduce this massive new problem that launches us into the next film. And I would even
1: go so far as to say that... The main antagonist, the, the corporation, corporate guy. Simmons or something. Yes. Yeah, so he actually has backing of some citizens of New York or wherever they are mm. in this time because they're tired of their shit getting fucking broken. Yeah. People are actually tired and starting to slowly turn against Godzilla because he creates this massive amount of fucking collateral damage. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? How do you get the people behind you? Maybe he's even a mayor. Our political figures like we need to work on Apex. Apex needs to happen. We're tired of our build buildings and businesses being yes. fucking torn down, and we've got something for
0: Godzilla. Mecha Godzilla. I love this. You have a reason. Yeah, you have a reason. Yeah, uh, yeah, and like because again, this is the film's problem is that like all of that stuff is like sprinkled in or hinted at, but is mm-hmm. mainly used as just sort of like a backdrop for these characters to exist. That is so much more interesting than whatever they were fucking doing here. So I think you tie in, you make Gia's relationship to Kong, the sort of central MacGuffin that helps them come together in the end and like team up. But also, yes, we get this very human story of like, hey, we're terrified. Like we have been met with the existential truth that there is something that if it wanted to, it could just walk through and upturn the entire global way things work yep and that millennia fight where the planets align
1: and they have uh insatiable rage to kill each other is
0: enough of impetus to really start to get the public to be like yeah this is bullshit there's some sort of leak um, you have nathan lynn yeah. who i now understand is who alexander skarsgård plays and mm-hmm. nathan lynn's <sighs> character who is from memory serves the sort of archaeological know-all about like you know hollow earth and shit is like hey i found these fucking sort of things and i've started translating them and holy shit like it hints at this major cosmic event wherein the titans clash or some bullshit brian Tyrese henry henry's character who pretty much just serves as like a conspiracy theorist person to deliver you exposition quickly can leak those documents then you get the mm-hmm. public and now everybody's important to the story in a way that they're not just like convenient absolutely and there's so much more emotional uh
1: connectivity at stake there's businesses there's people you start to re- really one of these things that these these movies really do a poor job at any type of movie like this is not getting enough of of a POV about how the people feel about this mm-hmm. superhero movies are big on missing this point How are the citizens feeling about their fucking shit being like you don't, you don't always have to go so deep in it, but every once in a while it would be nice to have an introspective uh, a look, a lens at this. Well,
0: then I think that's part of what made yeah. films like Pacific Rim so refreshing, right? Is mm-hmm. that like, mm-hmm. do they do it perfectly either? No, but the whole premise of the film is that we are seeing a human emotional response to these threats, to the damage that mm-hmm. they have caused. Like, that is what the Jaegers Absolutely, are. absolutely.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And at a certain point, you're just tired of evacuating and getting your fucking town Mm smashed, which gives even more. Some people might even root for Mega Godzilla, honestly. You know what I mean? So you actually start feeling that 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 human connection Mm -hmm. to Godzilla, and obviously they couldn't. You know, it it was something that happens every millennia. Probably won't happen again. Like, so there's a conflict there, and that's one that we have to sit with as an as an audience.
0: I love yes, I love that because here's the thing. Humans go to watch stories about humans. They don't have mm-hmm. to look like humans. They don't have to be presented as humans. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. what an audience will always connect with, whether they recognize it or not, are the human qualities that you have introduced to your protagonist. Like, that's mm-hmm. w- that's where the catharsis comes from, right? And so the fact mm-hmm. that these kaiju films, not always, but this one in particular, like, you understand you're going to watch a monster fight movie the socioeconomic, geopolitical, like, forum is not necessarily your main focus, mm-hmm. but it also can't be entirely removed without it feeling entirely contrived, especially in the world we're in today. Especially, you got two titans
1: fighting each other and supposedly cannot help it. And what stops them from killing each other and the entire town? is the smallest of humans mm. who we think is incapable because they're differently abled
0: they're different they're they're differently abled they are uh, also an in indigenous persons like they have they have Absolutely. kidnapped this poor girl from Sk- skull Island mm-hmm. and I don't think we ever see this but apparently like her entire people's was wiped out by a storm shrug mm-hmm. that feels kind of like a lie they told this little child the kidnapper like hey sorry we colonialized the fuck out of it and accidentally killed everyone i don't know what happened there mm-hmm. maybe there is some sort of canonical answer in the film's prior, but that is also yeah that is there is something to be said about the smallest person who is often in the film and popular culture from america uh comes from so like is so often sidelined in so many different ways
1: fuck mm-hmm. dude
0: yeah and then you put the and then you get some
1: good music fucking get goddamn han zimmer on this thing, please. you got 200 million dollars yeah,
0: where is han zimmer would
1: destroy this fucking this is a hand or michael giacchino like would destroy
0: this soundtrack
1: mm-hmm. come on you know, you like, know who seriously. would
0: be, you know, be really good in a really bold choice what's that and I'm gonna, I am gonna butcher your name, despite you being an award winner and it, literally history maker. But Hilda uh, Guanadotir, uh, she did the the okay. music for Chernobyl. Uh, she did the music <gasps> for Sicario. For oh yeah, uh, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure she made history as like one of the first uh, women to win an Academy Award for composition. Oh okay, yeah. For fuck oh, excuse yeah. Get me, that. excuse Get me. Her. It was the Golden Globe Award. Uh, first solo woman to win mm. a Golden Globe Award for Best Original Score.
1: I mean, fuck yeah!
0: Because anyone, and especially
1: representation there too, would have been perfect for this. Um, anyone besides what we got, because this deserves. It's a fucking King Kong.
0: It's two massive franchises. Two of the most popular cinematic characters. Ever,
1: yeah, ever, and we don't have a theme for these guys, Mm. a memorable one, because I'm sure they do, but I don't remember it. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, That you you let that motif go out throughout, and then you have, then you actually have a blockbuster was worth watching. It still doesn't have to be. The writing can be cheesy as fuck. You keep most of it, honestly. It's like it's not gonna be an Oscar, but at least there's something there. There's emotional attachment there, so he makes you once you get people once you give people a reason to care about why people are fighting, you, you, my God, and the movie will, will do practically the work for you.
0: <laughs> Fucking crushed this remake. This is mm-hmm. the ship it pack it, get it to universal. I think it's time that we, we rate this film because
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Because we talk about this? All yeah, time. we could, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you want to go first? Would you like me to go
0: first? Um, why don't you kick it off? What are you feeling? What are you feeling? Okay, go. uh, Godzilla versus Kong, Ben. At the end of the day, what are you giving it? I'm going to put it in the
1: background. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. it, it it, has a lot of issues. Like, don't get me wrong. Some of those could have been excused if it was a little bit more fun. Sure. Um, but all in all, it's still a good time. I mean, like, it's not asking and requiring you to... Fucking sit down and, and analyze it like we did just a few years ago, like it it's two fucking monsters poorly rendered fighting each other,
0: in a radiation field. Time. Yeah, okay. and we didn't even touch on that in the bads, did we? That like some of the opening CGI for these characters is rough. It's rough. It's rough. Uh, I like I I members. am squarely there with you, bud. I think it is something for the background. Um, it's like just. It's just not super fun. If it was just a little more fun and a little bit Mm. more interested in exploring any sort of emotional thing, like I think this film could have been super great. But yeah, put it on and every so often watch the monsters punch each other. Yeah, too. I would have had a cameo, a Matthew Broderick cameo, too. Oh, that would have squarely mm-hmm. put it on the list for me. Even just that small mm-hmm. thing of him being like fish or some stupid shit—I don't fucking know—but like, mm-hmm. that's how you do. That's how you have fun with something like this. Ah, I just missed
1: opportunities. This what, yeah. what makes me so mad about this. There's so many missed opportunities. Anyway, regardless of that, um, yeah. Oh, all right. Well, that concludes our review on Godzilla versus Kong. Ian, what movie are we watching
0: next week? Dear friends, next week we are going to be partaking in uh, the Amazon Prime uh, original, if memory serves, The Sound of Metal. The Sound of Metal. You can find that on Amazon Prime. Uh, It is up for a few Oscar noms in no small part because uh, Riz Ahmed is part of it and He's just fucking good already like he's coming up and it's exciting and we are going to uh, uh, do the thing. By the way, this was on HBO I Max the by the way. I don't know if we talked about Kong. You guys <laughs> you can find it on HBO Max.
1: I think we did. I think we may have mentioned it, but let's mention just it again. Case. Yeah, this just is this movie just you can find it on HBO. All right, with that being said, um Ian, why don't you tell the people who you are, um how to get in contact with you? And let's see. What is your favorite water sport? Mm-hmm. Ooh, interesting.
0: Hey, friends. My name is Ian. You can find me on Facebook as Ian Muntiner. You can find me on Instagram as SockNinja888, or you can find me on Twitter as SirYaksAlot at Baby Got knack. You can also hear and uh, or listen to words that I put to paper and Ben says so very well. Uh, Those will be coming at you sometime in the near future we are nearly done with five episodes and we're hoping to do a nice broad release to get you all nice and hooked and give you all the good streamable content that you want that's called something wicked uh and that should be coming at you soon we're also doing astronautica which is a sci-fi real play podcast with ben i and our incredible sound engineer matt and our absolute wizard of a social media strategist, Lauren Alice. Uh, we also God, there's so many projects coming up, but those are two big ones. Uh, one class fits all. Ben and I are playing D and D with a bunch of other wonderful theater folks from Chicago. Keep an eye out for that coming to you soon. And my favorite water sport, if uh, would probably be, and listener, perish, get the dirty shit out of your mind already. All right, we're mm-hmm. talking actual like things you got to play in a pool. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think mine would actually be, and I don't know if this was like a real sport, and I don't know if you ever went to the USF pool at all, Ben. But I don't. Do you? Did you? Uh, they they had a shallow end of the pool with uh, sort of like hoops mm. that you could uh, set up on either side, so long as people weren't swimming laps, mm-hmm. and then it was sort of like it was kind of like volleyball meets water polo. It's probably not a real sport, but like okay. Growing up as a kid, learning to swim, that was a shit ton of fun. It was basically just like dunking people under and trying to throw the ball at the other person's hoop.
1: Oh, that's, I still feel like that is a real sport, though. I'm pretty sure. I don't know the name of it. It was
0: probably it was. a bastardized version of water polo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would be surprised if any of us at like eight years old knew how to play actual water polo. But that's what we did. There you go. All right. So, Ben, who are you? Where can the people find you? How do they hire you? All that goodness. And why don't you tell folks mm. what is your favorite? What is your like if you could pe- like not even worry about cost? What what would be your ideal breakfast?
1: Okay, yeah,
0: I'm talking like you're like a king or some shit, and they're like, you want breakfast? And you're like, yes, it's this. Okay, all right, all right. My name's uh, Ben Jenkins. Hey, uh, you can find
1: me on Twitter at benny and the jets. Um, easier probably just to look at my name, Benjamin Timothy Jenkins. You could also find me on Instagram at O underscore true underscore apothecary underscore um, 666. Also, just look at, looking at my name will be pretty easy as well. Just throwing the Timothy in that and I should pop up. Um, Facebook, Benjamin Timothy Jenkins. You could also find me on my website at BenjaminTimothyJenkins.com. That's Benjamin Timothy Jenkins.com. That's Com, hire a brother. I need work. I need work. Hi, God, I really need work. Oh, it's been a rough patch this past couple of months. But hey, anyway. Um back to what we're talking about. If I were rich, if we were, were a king, my breakfast, ultimate breakfast, would be grits. Tofu. No, grits. Um the egg, the egg replacement that they use at Kalish I don't know what they do to make, no, Mm. god damn it. Those eggs are really good, but I have to, let me rewind. Jesus Christ, this is a tough one because I love me some breakfast. I would Mm -hmm. actually say that the steak and eggs breakfast at Chicago Diner is something that I would love and maybe even pancakes, Um, big Mm. floppy vegan pancakes with some nice butter and, and blueberry pancakes, by the way. Nice butter, some syrup. Fucking throw some waffles in there. Hey. This fantasy, I'm rich as fuck, and I have a personal trainer. That's right. So I could do it. Um, some fruits uh, <laughs> on the side, maybe a, a fruit salad. Um, l- coffee, cold, no, lukewarm coffee. Um, if it's hot out, give me an iced coffee. If it's cold out, lukewarm t- room, room temperature coffee. I do not like hot coffee. It's too hot. I like the taste of coffee, but I like... Dude, fucking hurry up and drink it. I don't want to sip on... I don't like sipping on things.
0: Give me the fucking drink. I want to mm, drink it mm. now. <laughs> just, you mean to tell me you're going to give me a drink that bites me if I drink I, it too fast?
1: No. I don't want to burn the roof of my fucking mouth.
0: I don't see how people...
1: People
0: have callous mouths
1: and could just drink it hot out of the pot. And I'm like, good for you. I can't do it. Um, But yeah, that that would be my ideal breakfast. Yeah. Uh, fresh, too. Because when, they, when they're fucking... Country fried steak, satan steak comes out and it's nice and fresh, and they deep fry mm. that bad boy. Oh, mm. and some grits too, because we <laughs> don't have grits there, but grits. Cheese grits? My God. Yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> Just, Hell yeah. <laughs> Alright, uh with that being said, y'all. Um we're gonna go ahead and 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 log on out here. But remember, guys, it's a stressful. As fuck out there, we understand. But hey, mm-hmm. had, we're having a really decent spring in Chicago. That's great. That's good stuff. Um you're like, Ben, I don't have time to watch these movies. I'm gonna go out and have a barbecue with my mask and six feet apart from people. Or vaccinated. That's good. Great. You don't have time. You want to enjoy the, you know, walking to work and then and, and going to the beach, relaxing and having picnics. That's fine. Don't worry. We'll do some of that ourselves, but we will mostly stay in because we love being hermits and watching movies for you because we mm-hmm. are too
0: many flicks and we watch all the flicks. So that you don't have to. Hey friends, thank you so much for tuning in again to another installment of Stream Theory. We really hope you are enjoying these. We really love making them for you. We know that we have changed up the segments and structure of the episodes a little bit. We would be so curious to hear your feedback. Also, maybe we haven't covered something that we should cover, or we just haven't talked about something, or you disagree with some of our opinions in these Stream Theories. Whatever the case, however you want to reach out and interact with us, you can do so on our social media pages. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as Too Many Flicks, with a number 2 at the beginning and an X at the end. You can also find us at our Gmail account, which is TooManyFlicks.Chicago at Gmail.com. We are also working on revamping the Patreon, getting a bunch of cool new fun ideas and merch and rewards up there for the people who do help us out over there a huge shout out to you all you're fantastic especially Natalie Cole who has been there since nearly day one all of you mean the world to us and thank you for your support there but we recognize that these are crazy times so not everyone can support financially doing something like commenting or liking or subscribing on whatever platform you're tuning in on means it's weight in gold to small podcasts like us and finally we know that it is an absolute madhouse out there And there are so many more important things that require your attention at this time. We just hope that we can provide you with a little reprieve, a little solace from the madness that has become our world. Because it certainly functions as that for us. And we're happy to share that. We just want to finish by saying it's crazy out there. We understand. Please wear your masks. Please wash your hands. Black lives matter. And stay safe. We love you.